Foreplay. Foreplay. With Pierce McCarthy. Let's talk about the four songs that you wrote that are most personal to you. Foreplay. Hey there, folks, and you're very welcome to episode nine of Foreplay. My guest this week is the lead singer of one of Cork's and Ireland's longest-running rock bands. Formed in the early noughties, this band has toured and played the length and breadth of the country, as well as entertaining crowds across the pond in the UK, the United States and good old sunny Spain. So our virtual journey this week keeps us in the real capital of Ireland, Cork, of course, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my longtime friend and frontman of the grunts, Liam O'Shea. Hey, bud. How's it going? You're very welcome. Hey, Pierce. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. So how, how are you doing? How's things been? Well, it's been a strange year. <clears throat> we had great plans. We were, um, we were getting ready to fly to Spain and, and do a gig in London, but it all just stopped and we just spent the whole year out in bottle band rooms jamming and writing songs. So you've kind of used it constructively then as a band? Yeah. We just mellowed down in our old age and we said we're going to write softer songs, more melodic ones, and stop screaming. Actually, I like. <laughs> no, no, man, you can't do that. You can't do that. That's I'm actually not- hoarse. <laughs> I'm <the> screaming. <laughs> so, Liam, I've invited you on the podcast for this episode and I asked you to pick the four songs that you've written that are most yep. personal to you. Mm-hmm. Now, the first song that you picked is Every Time We Kiss Goodbye. So tell me, when was this song written? That song was written about, uh, about I'd say, about 10 years ago. Okay. And basically, I was listening to a lot of Roy Orbison at the time. It was kind of soulful music. And I said I'd put a lot of melody. I said I'd write a song that, that kind of would have a lot of melody and more interesting lyrics so I based it really on Requited Love and how I kind of weaved an old melody from Elvis Presley into it and flipped it on its head. And the lyrics to describe, you know, that languid motion when, when relationships breaks down and it doesn't end well and you're just left there picking up the pieces. So... I was very happy with the song and the band liked it. So when I brought it to demos with them, we said we'd go ahead and record it with uh, Kevin Power of Inner Chapter. And that summer of uh, 2010, we recorded that song. And it's always been my favourite one. It's the one that gets most plays on SoundCloud and places like that. And so that's basically where it's coming from. I was wondering first, was it a love song, right? But then I, I, I kind of was... Yeah. When you come into the, you know, for fools fall in love every time they kiss goodbye, I was like, oh, okay, every time they kiss goodbye. And what I kind of like about it is you constantly refer to every time they kiss goodbye. And then at the very end, you say every time we kiss goodbye. So is it a love song based on a personal love affair yourself? I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say yes. <laughs> uh, sure, we've all been in the wars, Pierce. <laughs> Have, haven't we? Haven't we just, man? But yeah, um, buried now, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the lyric, right? Take your knife, turn it into day, and see the dreams I've dreamt in sorrow. Heal my heart, take it easy, love. You don't know what I have felt in sorrow. Yeah, that's... Well, I'm, you know, it's kind of... A, it's best sometimes when you align your lyrics in a poetic fashion with the actual melody and it all goes with you know what groove the band is playing it tends to flow so i think when we're writing that song it's it's real stream of consciousness like we just went into the room and it arrived we had we were lucky that we had the um 
to play on the record button and out in bubble band rooms and there the song is done, you know. When a grunt song is being written, Liam, is it you yourself? Would you, we say, working it at home acoustically and then bring it to the band? Or is it something that happens, we say, in the rehearsal process? There are many ways of writing them. Sometimes, yes, they're yourself recording on your own at home. Basically, you might be learning a song or something like that on the internet. And all you do is flip it on its head and you find that you have another song and you have other new lyrics coming through it, which is quite a valid way too. And other times you're, you're with your band and you're jamming together. And other times it's other guys like Jason or James or Eugene would bring a, a song to the table and we'd all jam on it and play with it. Okay, well we hear it so. Will we listen to your first song? Okay. Okay, so this is Thanks, The Grunts on the 4Play Music Podcast with myself, Pierce McCarthy. And this is the first of the four songs that Liam has picked. This is Every Time We Kiss Goodbye. <laughs>
Every time we kiss goodbye, that's the first song chosen by Liam O'Shea of the Grunts on this episode of Foreplay. The very end, the fade out of the goodbyes is certainly like the end of a relationship, isn't it? It's like, goodbye, good luck, see ya. <laughs> As they all end, <laughs> happy days. Well, for me anyway, they do, but I can tell you that. So, yeah. so Liam, um, I'm interested, the grunts. When did the grunts become a thing? When did you form? <laughs> Bring me way back to the beginning. I'd say it was about, it was about 2007, I'd say. And it formed in um, a friend of mine, Ray's house down in West Cork, near Bandon, you know? We used to jam down in his house on a Sunday. And then we, um, it, it's formed, like members have come, and new members, because, you know, it's band is around for so long that people move in and out with the band. So basically, we went, you know, about early 2000, and I used to play with a guy called uh, Joe Horgan, and I met the current drummer, James Balan and Kevin O'Donovan, and the current format then, which is, um, has arrived since about 2018, and that's with uh, Jason Fowley on bass, um, James Brown on drums and myself, and we play with Eugene Darcy as well, on and off. Yeah, and, and there was also a female member to the Grunts uh, many years ago. <clears throat> oh, there was, yeah, that's correct. Uh, Audrey Barris, uh, she played bass as well. It was about 2015. Um, there's, there's a good lot, a good lot of people Damien it, Barrett, uh, Damien, um, her her uh, husband played as well with us. Okay, and Kev, Kev that re- records you guys an awful lot. He, he was a member of the band too, wasn't he? Kev, yeah, he did some great bass duty. We played many gigs in the Crane Lane, um, and we played a few gigs in Dublin. Yeah, he was pretty good. Uh, we used to go down to his house down in the Ring of Kerry, be- a beautiful place, and we'd spend the weekend with him, and the whole house was just turned into a massive recording studio. <laughs> like uh, it was, it was so hard. Like he had to block out the windows because the view outside was so good. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'd be no work done otherwise, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I like I know you. I know you since we're ten years of age, right? And we're uh, the same place where we went on holidays, Pierce. That's right, down in yeah. Glen Bay, wasn't it? Yeah, he's near there. Oh, is he? Oh, wow. What a part of the yeah, world, yeah. man. Wow. So I know you since, you know, since we're 10 years old. And I mean, my only knowledge of you ever being involved in music in, in you know, in our school years is when we used to be in the school choirs. When did you, <laughs> <laughs> when did you get into music yourself? What was the start of your journey? Uh, yeah, it was Hallow and Prez, if you remember. He was a great guitarist. And it was Chris O'Hearn, he was the guitar teacher as well. So I think we were inspired by then. Halloween used to teach us English, and you can see there's natural mix, mix between lyrics and poetry, and I really enjoyed the English course. And then on, a, I think it was a Wednesday or a Thursday, we, we meet up with uh, Kieran O'Hearn, and he actually he taught us the first chords, and they, they were glorious like, to hear them. It sounds totally different back then. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's just blah. <laughs> Back then, those original chords were amazing. And, um, yeah, I th- Hal is still playing. And I think I met up with Ray Desmond, people you know, Dennis Daly, who's yeah. who, 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 no longer with us. Yeah. And 
Alan Meehan, and we, we formed a band called The Road. That was about 89 to about 93. We had some great outings in, in UCC, and, and we played, I think, the rag ball as, as well. It was a great okay. laugh. Okay. So why why The Grunts? Why did you form a band, The Grunts? Okay. <laughs> Where the name comes from, right? It basically... It, I was, I was into the psychedelic sound from Vietnam, the Vietnam War. So it's kind of like a, a big psych party. And the soldiers that were in Vietnam, they were, they were called the grunts. And that's where the name came from. Okay. And like you can imagine the paranoia of a base up the mountain. And they're all, they're all off their rockers and they're listening to this, the doors. That, that's what we're trying to be. <laughs> Yeah, there's actually, there's one of the songs, I think it might be Heal Your Hearts, I think it might be, but I got a real Doors vibe off it. Oh yeah, 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 uh, you can't go wrong, I mean, the most songs that have the best plays on Spotify now are the simple folk songs, very easy on the ear, you know, very, you know, you're you're straight into the chorus, lovely melodies, uplifting, Um, so the old format of songs like By the Doors, it's classic, really. You can't really uh, go wrong. It's, you know, I mean, it's the choruses are perfectly crafted. The verses are perfectly crafted and they're brilliant musicians. Yeah. And we just try and copy that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even emulate it or hope to be somewhat as good or whatever. But we try. We yeah. keep trying. Oh, yeah. And by God, you, you, you try well. I mean, I have to say, you, <laughs> I, I would always consider the Grunts one of my favourite bands and certainly one of my guilty pleasures. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Chris. You know, but I think you already knew that, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do now. It's being confirmed. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to the next song that you picked, Liam, Heal Your Heart. Oh, uh, yeah, Heal Your Heart, right. That, that song, you know, it's, it's kind of a stadium type of song. We said we'd write something that had a great rhythm. Mm. Uh, it was go forward, had a great dancing um, beat to it. We first tried it out at a wedding up in Dublin in Enniskerry, Fiona and Shane's wedding, friend of hers, and we basically just played that song all night, and we had loads of other tunes. It lasted for about half an hour, a good half hour towards the end of it. So we said we'd record this one. So it's a very positive chorus. Basically, we we all live ups, ups and downs in life, whatever life throws at us, but if we, if we heal that heart and we take time to breathe new life, love is just a kiss away and you find the time of your life. It's, if we could just ditch negativity in life and just soar upwards with a wave or whatever, um, things are better. What else is possible? How does it get any better than this? It's all a frame of mind. We, 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 we empower ourselves with our own destiny if we are positive enough. That's basically what the song is about. Do you believe that? Do you believe that you are in control of your destiny? I, I do actually, yeah, I find you really get knocked down, locked down and locked in and you, you're put in a box if, you're, if you have a negative mindset. The only way you get things done in life is if you're positive all the time and every time you make a mistake, it's a learning practice and you move on. You sidestep everything. Sure, you know yourself. Yeah, one of the kind of mantles I think that I live my life by is even when we go through the worst <laughs> of situations, I think there's always a positive to be taken from it. There's always something good oh, to yeah. come out of something bad yeah, yeah absolutely it's the journey we're on the journey yeah physical journey <laughs> yeah, yeah well I think we're on more than that aren't we we're on a, it's a journey <laughs> yeah. of life but uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I'd be in the same kind of group as you in that sense that life is what we make it and nothing is impossible nothing is impossible and you know it's you, you can have you, you'll have your day 
and other people will have their day and you cheer them when they have their day. Yeah. It's all a collective group of positivity. You know yeah. what I mean? And you know, my favourite line in the song is, and, and you actually alluded to it there a second ago, that love is just a kiss away. Yeah, seemingly, yeah. I mean, my wife, Suzanne, we've had seven great years and it's just, life is like a roller coaster with us. Yeah. And you were DJ. <laughs> I know, I DJ'd your wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're the coolest band as well, by the way, play at your wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Roaring the Fort. <laughs> yeah. and, and did you meet Suzanne at a gig? Yeah, we met in, um, inside in the Roundy Bar, just at a gig. We are just chatting. <laughs> deadly, deadly, isn't it? It's amazing. And I guess for you, love was just a kiss away, eh? That's right, yeah. That was, that was a great night and... That song is all about that. <laughs> oh, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is a love song written to the beautiful Suzanne then. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll, be, we'll be listening to it, Liam. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay, so you're listening to the Four Play Music Podcast with Pierce McCarthy. Liam O'Shea from The Grunts is my guest in this episode, and this is the second song that he's chosen. It's Heal Your Heart.
James is such a solid drummer, isn't he, Liam? Oh, uh, yeah, James, real old school. Great, like, he's like a machine man. He's very on time, very reliable, brilliant drummer. Love him. <laughs> and is he is he with you from the start, yeah? Yes, yeah, yeah. So how did, we car park. <laughs> how did you guys meet? Well, basically, he was out in uh, Wilton Car Park. I was uh, bringing him to shopping, and he was parked next to me, and he was an old neighbour from where I used to grow up. But like the last time I saw him, he was about when I was about ten, you know. And uh, basically, we we found out that I found out that he played the drums. Well, actually, I knew he was in a band um, back then, and uh, that he played at drums. And basically, then we just said, "Come to jam," and we had, had great fun. Wow, wow, wow. I also love the line, right? For me, it's, you know, when you find the one and how everything just falls into place. I love that. Everything buried comes to life. Yeah, that's right. It's like a garden growing. Yeah. He's buried in the garden. Like, you know yourself, you, you throw out these seeds in spring and you come back two weeks later and your garden's full. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Exotica. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's how it goes. And Camera, it must have been huge kudos for you with Suzanne when, when she realised that you'd written this song for her. I mean, that's an honour, uh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, you have to do these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you old romantic, you, my God. Yeah. You know, that song there it was picked up by Cork County Council for, um, you know, it, it's basically on an ad at the moment for Cork tourism. Mm-hmm. So, for Cork Tourist Towns and it was uh, played there in China in um, Cork Irish Tourism uh, they had a big expo over there and I think the leader of China, China played it no uh, way yeah yeah that's right <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was on the echo the head the headline that's unreal how, how does that feel to know that uh, that was that was that was uh, surreal we were going holy crap the, the echo headline said that the Cork Tourism campaign was, was played at a reception held by um Sean, what his name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the leader of China, that'll do. Yeah, the leader of China, yeah. <laughs> and how did that opportunity come about for you guys, Liam? Well, we recorded it. We did a video with uh, Magic Hour, and the singer on the song is Eugene Darcy. We recorded it with Kevin in their chapter, and we did a great video up in uh, Patrick's Hill. And that went online, it went a bit viral. It actually got into the charts at number 30 for about a week. Unreal. So, we had, we had a laugh with that it, it basically you know I, I said when you write a song like this it, it's like a postcard to the future you, you don't know what life they have okay the song went so far now and you don't you don't know when, what, who will hear it a few years from now because it's quite catchy and basically some guy they rang us up and, and they said that they'd like to use it for Cork County Council for um, uh, the advertisement campaign for uh, coming out of COVID you know so mm kind of like a tourist campaign for next year so tourists will come to Cork again so all but all the towns in Cork have a various variant of the of their townscape in visual form so you'd have that song backing it like you'd have an ad for Kinsale you'd have an ad for Crosshaven Cove Mallow Yale Bantry even and for Moy so and Ballincollig okay. <laughs> that's city now isn't it <laughs> yeah 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 that's in the city now <laughs> yeah. so when the journey started with the grunts liam all those years ago did you ever think that in 2020 you guys would still be doing it i did i hope everybody i think james did as well um you can't stop pierce i mean it's just great fun you know mm. you 
to keep going. I mean, I, you know, you're getting deafer and whatever. You try and keep the music lower with, with the, the, the catch or oh, we're going to get more melodic, guys. You know, we're going to stop less punking out. So, you know, I, I think I'll be playing to, you know, till the last day, really. So that's the way it's going to flow for me. <laughs> yeah. And do you still have the same drive that you did all those years ago, do you think? It's kind of mellowed a bit. We're still look actively out looking, promoting, self-promoting like that. We are becoming more like more marketing savvy, you know, with you know releasing your songs, trying to get it onto blogs, trying to get it on all the radio stations. Which you've been very kind. Uh, Michael Carr has been in, in plugged us many times. Thank you. You know, it's all like I, websites like Reddit, Twitter, even um, Instagram, Facebook. So you can see the pulse of the city, of, of the, world, the collective consciousness of the world. Um, you can see when they're going out in LA at night and you, you feed off your song there and you get like 40 plays back straight away. Wow. It's quite amazing. You just have to be very smart, hashtag everything. Mm. It's a different world. You just have to be, you have to go with it, you know? Now, when you guys would have started, I suppose, social media was probably only something that was starting up. What's your thoughts on social media, Liam? Well, originally we were all up in MySpace, if you remember that. Yeah, I do. Uh, and Facebook came along. <clears throat> what, do, what, what do I think of it? It's, it's okay. You have to be very smart with your hashtags. You have to drip feed everything. You have to ramp up your campaign. It, it, there's a great load of project management involved in releasing an album, as you know. You know, you have to f- release little feeders, little ads you have to produce. So we, we developed a huge skill set from it. We know how to produce ads. We know how to do our posters. We know how to write our songs, record our music. Um, we know how to, a bit about mastering and things like that. So it, it's, it's, an, it's a, you know, as, as a skill, as a hobby, it, it just incorp- incorporates everything. And there's so much learning involved in it. And I think we're, we're, we have it all down to a T now <laughs> for the next releases. <laughs> yeah. Now, you, you, you mentioned there, you said, as a hobby. And, and I mean, it's, it's probably the greatest hobby anyone could have, right, is, is being in a band yeah. with your buds and creating music and playing to people. Was yeah. there ever a time where you wished or hoped that it would be more than a hobby? And if so, <laughs> are you happy with where you're at now? I, I look at pictures of myself from about 2008, and uh, I, th- I think that was the time. <laughs> I, had, I had flares on me and long hair, and I said, this is it, we're rocking now. We're, we're playing over in New York, a guy called Zachary Stevenson, and um, we, uh, we're having a great time. Um, we, we played a lot of gigs in London as well, and we, we were getting interest. But, uh, you know, things, it's a musical journey. <laughs> yeah come up things go down waves rise waves fall so but are you happy where you're at now where the grunts are at right now oh yeah i think we're we're writing our best tunes now as you as you can hear and uh it's all all to play for to go forward you know yeah yeah it's timeless really isn't it music yeah i mean you could write it 10 years ago i mean it's so valid today you know yeah if, if, in a certain way yeah that is the testament of a good song though isn't it it is yeah timelessness yeah absolutely now, the third song that you picked for us, Liam, is a song called Rockstar. When was this written and what's it all about? No, I think notice the first two songs there are very melodic. Mm. We said we go back to basics again and we joined up with Jason Fowley and we wrote this little punk song. Uh, it's called Rockstar and we just said one word, that's it, Rockstar, and then one sentence. Or tonight you said, gotta turn me on, you gotta turn me on. And that's it. We, 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 we framed the song as that, and we gave ourselves a challenge. We have to write something within the next half hour 
with these lyrics and with these words and we were out in the bubble band room and we were like freaking out because the clock was ticking and then Jason Farley picked up his bass guitar and gave us this riff and screamed rock star and uh, that's the song that's wow. okay when did you write it Liam um we wrote it about it was last year I think okay yeah Okay, and, and is that kind of, for you guys, is it kind of going back to your original roots in a way? Because there's a lot of That's punk... It, Pierce. You got it. This is the Phoenix. This is um, Fred Zeppelin's, and the year is 1999, you know? Wow. Okay, will we give it a blast? Yeah, go for it. Okay, you're listening to the 4Play Music Podcast with me, Pierce McCarthy. Liam O'Shea is the guest on this episode, and he's one of the people in the grunts, and he's the main songwriter and the lead singer. Well, he's the lead singer some of the time, <laughs> because you, you, you share that sometimes with other people. But this is the third tune that he's picked. It's called Rockstar. <laughs>
Yeah. I'd say there's many a mosh pit has been formed because of this song, Liam. Oh yeah, we used to bring that song down to a great bar called ZZ Pub down in Malaga and these, all of these levels coming down we used to go down there for the past three years in a row for the Halloween stint and the mosh pit there was insane. <laughs> How do you find Spanish audiences and audiences we say in England and America in comparison to here? How do you find them? The Spanish people, they love heavy, hard rock and roll. Um, um, they just want to get their ears blasted and they want to dance and they're at it till four in the morning. It's just great. It's great fun. We all, we always look forward to going down and playing there. So, you know, it's everywhere. Then in, if you go to England, place like that, the, the venues are very good and uh, sound engineers can get a great sound for you. And it's basically the, the doors are open and you have a great night. You know, people come in and go. But th- th- it's definitely the Spanish. They love rock and roll. Yeah, I remember you telling me before, and I'd like you to paint me the picture again. Uh, there was a venue that you played in London, and you were on the roof. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a Huxley underbelly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was great times. It was over in Shoreditch. I don't know if you know that area. No, I've um, heard of it, but I don't know, no. Very hot summer's night. Uh, we played there. It was for um, Dead TV. Have you heard of them? Yeah, uh, I have, actually, yeah, yeah. They they recorded that that gig, and was uh, yeah we played with some other bands. Uh, Junk Star was one of them, and yeah it was a great night. Knowing I was live on dead TV, we, it was it was very hard to play. We we were looking down and saying okay we better get this right, and we walked out yeah. I always remember you painting me this beautiful picture though. You know you're you're up on this roof and it's a hot summer's night. And it was just something magical. I always, it's something that always stuck with me. Yeah, it was, it was halcyon, really. I mean, the sun was just going down. It was a late evening in London, and um, it was roasting hot. It was a really hot summer. And I, I, it was a, really a full venue as well, and everybody's drinking. I, I think it was a bit, bit merry going on stage. It was straight live onto the internet, onto dead TV. It was great fun. Wow. Wow. Now back to the song we just played, Rockstar, right? I love the Mexican vibe that you got going on. Yeah, we went for the buzzkill sound and surf music. So, yeah, we, we went back in time. You know, that music probably introduced to us with Pulp Fiction, if you remember that. Uh, <laughs> that great movie from, from the 90s. And yeah. uh, we decided, okay, we're going to take a different path. We're going to have a different emphasis on the music with this release. And we just went straight into surf music. Yeah. And surf music's great. I mean, anytime we go on holidays, we always find a great surf band playing, I mean, on the beach at night and you're drinking your cocktails. Yeah. But that's what the grunts always kind of strike me as. You've just come in from surfing on the water. You've got the fires lit on the beach and everybody's kind of chilling it well initially chilling out and then the grunts are playing and it just takes it to a whole new party level altogether. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> we've had a few of them. We've, we've escaped out through windows <laughs> in par- near beaches, like uh, down in uh, Myrtleville, um, Pine Lodge. We played a gig down there, down there for a charity a few years back and we had to climb out the windows because it was, um, it was just, a, there was a riot there. Really? <laughs> Yeah, you escaped at the back. Wasn't because of the music. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd think not. I'd hope to think not, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, Liam, tell me some of your influences. I like, basically, I like Echo and the Bunnymen. I like the Smiths. I like Roy Orbison, Elvis. I like the classics, really. Simple Minds. Mm. Um, 
bit of early U2. I like The Strokes and uh, Fontaine's DC as well. Yeah. Uh, it actually goes back to our roots. <laughs> yeah. When we heard them, it's the second we're going back, back to basics. So yeah. that, that's star came from really okay uh, remember when I, I ran the festival for a couple of years the 96 uh, yeah, over yeah, one festival yeah. the Fontaines yeah. played both years of that and the first Did year they? yeah yeah they played when, when I saw them do so well I was kind of I was a little bit proud because I remember when I was running that festival and my whole idea behind that festival was to show people out there just how good the music is that you're not hearing on the radio right yeah. and I mean, I, I th- when they came down, they'd only a couple, you know, 124 Facebook likes the first time. And I just liked them. And they played in Brew down on McCurtain Street here in Cork oh City. God. Yeah. And they ended up staying in my house that night. And then the second year, no, sorry, it was the second year they played Brew. The first year they played the Corner House <laughs> next to yeah. Shinne. And there was just something about them. I remember thinking, my God, these guys have star quality. And then yeah. when they just exploded, it justified why I was doing 96 over one because I, yeah. my whole thing was you come out to this and you could see the next big thing play. Yeah, that's you know? right. And by God, those boys are doing so well. Uh, there are millions of plays on Spotify. Yeah. A mega band, I love them. Yeah, because I remember the first album went top 40, I think, in the States. It went top 20 in England. I remember saying they played Glastonbury four times in the first year they were there, you know, over four. <laughs> and I was like, my God, I see these guys played the brew bar only a couple of years ago and yeah, here they are. I, I think it's a, uh, it's kind of like a rebellion against the polished sound. Mm. I mean, it's just, it's back to basics, punk rock again, you know? Yeah. I always say it. I think there's a little bit of punk rock in everybody, you know? And I think that's why right. punk rock music has worked over the decade. It comes yeah. and it goes and it comes and, and it comes back in different forms. But as I always say, if you've ever broken a rule ever in your life, there's a little bit of anarchy in us all. And punk rock music kind of appeals to that, don't you think? Oh, it does, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of like the, the bad child spirit and you know, the, the crazy kid that's yeah. eating too much chocolate on, on, uh, on Christmas Day and was just left loose, trashing the Christmas tree. <laughs> and that's, that's what, I think that's what punk rock is. Hundreds of people going mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and and do you find, like, with a song like Rockstar, wouldn't it have been easier, Liam, if you'd have written that song when you were younger, yeah? Because that's some serious energy now for, I know what age you are, right? Because <laughs> you're the same age as me. Wouldn't it have been yeah. easier to write that years ago? Or do you think you wrote it at the right time? No, we have the energy to carry it, man. Okay. We are, It's fast. We lose. We actually visually come off the stage different. Like there's there's slab missing. We lose weight on stage. <laughs> it's like Two thousand calorie burn, you know. So, yeah. I mean, um, it's it's a great call to anthem by Jason Fowley there. So yeah, uh, too. And he's a dub as well. So yeah, we won't hold that against him. No, no. <laughs> and come here. I, I'm curious to know what do you prefer? What's your, what's your favorite thing? Playing live or recording? Oh, I love live. Yeah, uh, live is I it's, I play all the time. Really, I I love those weekends where we get out, we hop into the car, the van, we go to some great you know venue. It could be anywhere. It could be up in um, it could be in West Cork. It could be in Cork. Or it could be up in Dublin or in Galway. And you just you meet new people. You, you get a welcome from the promoters. You set up and you have a great night. That's what I love about it, really. And how do you find the recording process, Sam? 
Um, so far, we've been good at it. Um, it's something you learn over years. You, you, you can't really pressurize it. No, I, I know what, what to do. We, we, whenever, we're, see, we're so well jammed from bubble band rooms. When we do go into a record, we knock it out very fast. Yeah, yeah, you kind of know. And plus, I guess, too, with Kev having been in the band, you're on a level with each other, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. Kev knows us well. And so, you know, we just, we, you know, just measure to him what, what we want to do and he facilitates and it's out the door very fast then. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now, moving on to the fourth song that you picked. And I, I love this song, right? It's the guy uh-huh. that stalked you has become the president. That's right, yeah. It's a political a political tune. Um, basically, uh, <laughs> it's about oh, Donald Trump there. He was, um, Megan Kelly said that he stalked her. So that's where we got the, court, the song from. So... That, that's the rallying cry, the guy that thought you has become president. What's your thoughts on Donald Trump? I mean, he's certainly a very divisive character, isn't he? Uh, he he's very divisive. And it, there is, you know, he, he's, I, don't, I don't know if he's such a likeable person, but in one way he's kept America out of wars for four years. And now that the whole world is hit with a huge recession, we'll see what the next guy can do. I, I don't know if I like or, or hate him. I mean, I just want to... <laughs> I was going to say stay out of it, but this is bloody political stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The thing about him, I mean, there's, you know, he's he's many things and many, many bad things, but I think yeah. why he done so well in getting in, and it's just my own personal thought, is because he's not in any way political. <laughs> You know, you know the way there's, oh, yeah. you know the way, uh, like Joe Biden, before he was even deemed president, the speeches he made, you know that kind of polished political kind of, they know what to say, they say the right thing to draw the people in, whereas Trump just didn't care, he just said what he wanted to say, and you'd often see it, you'd see him going off script and all. I used to love, like <laughs> my my mother is seventy seven, and she used to love watching him on TV because of just she couldn't stand him as a person, right? But she loved yeah. there was a bit of entertainment around him sometimes when he was doing his speeches but you'd see it he'd be reading from the auto cue and next thing you'd see the head go down and for me it was like oh yes he's now reading off his own notes <laughs> yeah 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 oh yeah he spoke he, he spoke well, he, like you know he's a businessman from New York yeah you know to survive in that ecosystem I mean, you, you were ruthless mm. he bubbled all the way up to the top and owns vast banks of land in that city and he survived with all the sharks. So he's uh, in his deepest core. He's a shark. Yeah. He knows the voice of the you know the common person. He, he played all those strings, you know. Mm. But you know, he he resonated off some very bad things, like there was racism element, immigrants coming into America. He played off those cards, and that's basically people disliked him for that. You find that well, you know most of the TV stations they always had a, never had a good word to say about Trump throughout, throughout the four years. By the way, he's gone now, so we can move on. <laughs> yeah, because you guys have played in America before, haven't you, the Grunts? Yeah, that's right. Um, we did two tours in, in America. We played um, some great venues in New York. We played on the radio stations over there. We even had a, a little spiel in the Village Voice magazine that they, they mentioned us there. Yeah, we played a place called Barry Electric, Ireland's Grocery, and well, the Annex Pub, and... God, I forget the, the last the last venue we played, but there were great great uh, adventures we've had yeah. over there with a good few friends, Ben Patterson and Johnny Jam- Bones. You might know them. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah, 
So they're great memories. And we've had them now recorded too. Okay. And how did American audiences take to the grunts? Like, actually, like the Spanish, they dug us big time. I mean, you, you'd love to be there and stay and completely keep playing. They, they'd love rock and roll in New York. Yeah. I mean, we played there and then suddenly we were invited out to parties afterwards. And it, it just, and then you find you're at the next venue in New York and then there's like 10 people from the previous gig after coming. Okay. And then you're at the next one and, and you, you, it's that you're leaving, you're going leaving the country then, but the place is mainly full, you know? Yeah. So um, it, it's, organically they have the people they have it's a massive city in New York and work gets round and yeah. they're all on, on the lookout for, for good music you know will you go back there and play <clears throat> yeah won't stop me though we'll definitely as soon as this COVID thing goes um, I'll be back to New York on a year definitely so Suzanne has family over there as well I mean I do a gig in Boston as well so I have cousins okay <laughs> If not the Spanish tour, I'd certainly uh, might wander along for some of a, an American tour because. Full of, oh yeah, it's it's a country I've always wanted to visit. I've never visited America, right? Oh um, no, Peter, really? Yeah, honest to God, you got to remember, man. I, I started getting married and doing the kids thing very young, you know. So oh, okay. when, when a lot of people were traveling. I I was I was playing Papa Bear, so I've, I've, I'm kind of out the other end now, where I'm 50 almost, and my whole life's ahead of me now. My kids are grown up. I'm a granddad. Wow. Yeah. You know? um, the next time we go, Pierce, we'll give you a shout, okay? Oh, man, 100%. Now, yeah. is this one of the most political songs that the Grunts have ever written? Yeah, this is our, yeah, this is our, our most political song. I mean, with a title like The Guy That Stopped You Has Become the President. It's, it's real punk. It's real um, energy. There's a touch of Echo the Bunnyman, touch of the Ramones in it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a rock. We love playing it. Whenever we go, you, you even get to hear the national anthem in it at the end, the American national anthem. Yeah. Uh, it's got everything. <laughs> and who would be your punk influences, Liam? The Clash, the Ramones... Uh, Sex Pistols, mm. Frequency 7, <laughs> to a record band. Never heard of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, Blue in Heaven, do you know, you've heard of them, have you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're very good as well. Yeah. What, what do you make of the Young Bucks, yeah. the Audible Joes? Ah, uh, sheesh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're legends. Mick is some frontman, isn't he? He's, to me, he's he's the modern day Joe Strummer, I think. Great lyricist. Uh, he is, yeah, yeah. He deserves to be spray-painted on walls, his visage, with the way he holds that guitar, low string. <laughs> I never felt that in Fred Zeppelin's that we were in danger of collapsing the ceiling down on other bands as the night when the Audibles used to play. Oh, man. Oh, man. The, 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 I had a little corner up on top of the uh, the handrail of a of a seat, and that was the safest place I could be because the place used to go absolutely bananas. And I always remember one of, one of the coolest ever things, the uh, Audible Joes when they played indie a number of years back. And to my memory, they were probably the first punk band to play Independence, right? So I was told when we were there. But I remember they played in... Oh, the, the the stage that they played in it was the it was the only one with a pub in it, right? And yeah. and the time that they were on, they were on from I think ten in on a Friday night until about twenty to quarter to eleven. But for thirty minutes of 
they're set. There was no other acts playing in any of the other tents, right? So everybody kind of wandered wow. in. Yeah, so everybody wandered into this tent to get booze because there was a bar in there. But I always remember... <laughs> The biggest mosh pit I've personally ever seen, there must have been a couple of hundred people in a mosh pit for the Audible Joes, and Mick did what Mick does. He jumped off the stage, and they had him <laughs> They had him held up, adoring him like a god, and Mick's playing his guitar, loving life. But that's, that's, yeah. Mick for, that's Mick for you. And the beauty is, we'll hear him in a few episodes' time, because he's going to eventually join us. But um, yeah. back to you guys. And when we hear the guy that stalked you has become the president... Yeah. Okay. It's the Grunts. It's Liam from the Grunts on Four Play Music Podcast with me, Pierce McCarthy. And this is the fourth song that Liam has played about the former president, soon to be of America, Mr. Donald Trump.
military style ending to the song <laughs> yep that's the grunts we always uh <laughs> that's that's the um, that's the funeral march stars and stripes uh, so if you're going to arlene cemetery um that's what they play <laughs> well not in that format but you'd have all the, the marines marching that way to that beat yeah and, it, and, and I have to say, because I, I mentioned earlier about the kind of Doors feel, and it was actually the end of this song when you're screaming, the guy that stalked you has become president. If you close your eyes, you, you ain't too unlike it's. It's what like, you know, Jim Morrison would have done it. All right. Yeah, I do. I like the Doors. Yeah. What's your favourite Doors song? Pardon me? What's your favourite Doors song? I like Light My Fire and The End. Mm. Uh, break on through. Yeah, uh, can't beat them. Yeah, I also love Love Street. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you see how they change? You see, Jim was writing songs, and then Robbie Krieger was writing songs. <laughs> Robbie's were more um, commercially viable yeah. than Jim's, so that was Love Street. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it though. I just love it, but I, I yeah. do love. I, I, I have. Um, I have that book. No one here gets out alive. And, oh yeah, uh, brilliant. I just, my God, he, you know, he, he was he was absolutely ta- so talented, yet some of those guys, I think, that are that talented, they're a mess, really. <laughs> he was a mess. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'd hate to have been there picking up the pieces. Very sad photograph. There's um, a brilliant show on, on, um, on Sky Atlantic. They show, um, you know, the lives of rock stars and how they died, you know. And, uh, you know, Jim... He, when he went to Paris there in 1970, he was trying to escape the, the chaos of LA and he thought he was, he'd found peace and happiness, but he forgot that different measures of different chemicals, different drugs over there, and that's what got him in the end. Yeah, yeah. So you, you do believe he's gone, he's not on some island with Elvis Presley and Jimi Hendrix now? <laughs> um, um, there is a guy that looks like him and he... he's a kind of a vagrant character and he sings all the outdoor songs for money. <laughs> It could be him. Could be him. Could be him. Now, another thing I actually wanted to bring up with you, I never got to go and see this, but uh, there was a movie, Dead Along the Way, and your music featured in it, didn't it? That's correct. Yeah, it was that song there. Um, we were, we appeared in that song, by that movie, Dead Along the Way, by Marissa Kyle and Sinead O'Riordan of Orion Productions. And it toured the world, basically, that movie. So it's a comedy it's it's basically a murder that takes place in a 
a church on the day of a wedding by the photographers that killed a drug dealer. All right. So stuffed in the back of a church and they have to get hide the corpse and get it out of it before the wedding happens so there's the massive comedy of errors and right at the murder scene our music plays <laughs> we got to see something i always wanted to do we got to go to leicester square in london for the opening of that movie and we had a great big party afterwards and it was really a great night all the, the people and all the actors and actresses we were all marched together through london and headed off to a great nightclub where, where they had booked an after party. Wow. Uh, it was really a great, great weekend, you know. Did, so, you get, did you get to walk up the red carpet? Yeah, there was, it was an opening night. Yeah, there was a red carpet there, yeah. In all the years that you're in the Grunsleam, what's the most rock and roll moment that you've had? <clears throat> um... And remember, this is a podcast, so there's no... You can be as honest as you want. <laughs> Um, okay, it was playing a venue of in in New York, the Barry Electric, seeing Malcolm McLaren of the Sex Pistols wow. in the crowd watching it and talking to a friend, good friend of mine, Johnny Johnny Bones, uh, rest in peace, who looked like Sid Vicious at the time, and to see the two silhouettes of them uh, chatting was, was quite a sight, and 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 they they were they were shouting at each other. <laughs> they were shouting at each other. Well, they they knew they knew that they were pure punk rock. <laughs> and did you get to meet Malcolm McLaren after? We said hello to him, yeah. Oh wow! Said, yeah, I said a great kick. It's all right, man. We take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, one for the books. So, twenty twenty one. What does that hold for the grunts? What are you doing? Well, What's coming gonna, up? We're going to have a third album released. We have about eight out of the ten songs record, uh, recorded. We'll be going into Rebel Recordings um, in Bubble Band Rooms in the new year to um, finish off the album. So cool. we will be allowed to get out uh, play live music again. If not, we're just going to dial up a van and just turn it into a venue and just drive around like a bloody um, ice cream van with loud music and go to all the estates playing rock and roll because it's the only way you can play now. We're thinking about it. We're, we're actually going to do it, I'd say, if, if, if nothing opens soon. Yeah. Music, I, I always say music is medicine for modern living, isn't it? That is, yeah. It's a, it's a, as you well know, Pierce, <laughs> it, it's great fun. It sure is. So, yeah. before we finish up, Liam, it's, it's, it's safe to say that you're in a happy place in your life. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. the year has flown strangely enough, but it's been a great year of, of writing music and, and, you know, learning new instruments. I'm happy. I wish we, we could have we had some great gigs lined up. We we're going to play the um, Dublin Castle in London this summer, but that didn't happen. So we're going to revisit all that next year, and hopefully everything will be opened up again. Okay. But if not, we're just going to hop into Jason's van, and we're just going to drive around and play live music, drive into an estate full of whoever's there, kids, whatever, and just play to them, and then drive off. <laughs> and, you know, and, it, and it's only the grunts that get away with it, man. I hope, yeah. <laughs> I hope we do. <laughs> so, Liam, it's it's been an absolute pleasure, man, having you on on the podcast. And and as I say, I, I've always been a fan, right? But thanks, Bruce. But now, kind of hearing the background to what the tunes are about, I can safely say I'll definitely be listening to the tracks with different ears. But it'll just be as good, if not better, than the ears I listened to before. Thank you, Pierce. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So it's good to get, a, get some time to explain them. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, a song has a million meanings, especially the ones that are more um, poetic and more melodic and more um, tuneful. And they mean a million things to a different million different people. But if you hear it from the person who wrote it, that's the original intent. But there's the freedom in music and in expression that anybody can attach their own feelings to any song, and they're allowed to get away with that too. Yeah. So that's how it's a two-way street. <laughs> Absolutely, and what a, what a street that is, my friend. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, Pierce. Great to be on. Thanks for listening to this episode of Foreplay. If you're an artist or a band, and you're interested in getting in touch, then you can do so in many different ways. You can email me at podcastforeplay at gmail.com, on Twitter at podcastforeplay, on Facebook at Foreplay Music Podcast, and on Instagram at Foreplay Music Podcast. Thanks for tuning in again, and we'll chat soon.